tortoise. Hello, I'm Tomini, and this is the Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, the prison watchdog has found that some boys spent more than 100 days in solitary confinement at youth prison where violence was rife. It's had problems for years, so what can be done to fix it? That's after a short break. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I don't often get angry with things, but this one, because you don't know whether to get more angry about the cruelty of it or the stupidity of it. Kerry Thomas is an editor at Tortoise, and he's talking about a recent report by the prison watchdog that looked at conditions inside a place called Cookham Wood in Kent. Children armed themselves with homemade weapons for protection at a young offenders institution in Kent, where violence was rife. Cookham Wood is capable of holding 120 boys between the ages of 15 and 17. Some of the people there are awaiting trial, and others are serving sentences for serious crimes. In April, inspectors carried out an unannounced visit. There's been a near-total breakdown in, in, in behaviour management at this place. There are 77 boys held there at the moment. Right. You could have 120, but they've capped the numbers to try and keep it under right. control. There are five staff members for every young person who's there. So this wow. is not a this is not a story Sorry, of austerity or five, five times 77 staff. 360 staff for 77 Whoa. boys. Um, and in spite of that, you have young, young men locked up in their cells 23 and a half hours per day, allowed out to get their dinner and go to the toilet. You had the, the, the inspection found a handful of young of, of boys who had, who had been effectively in solitary confinement for 100 days. 100 days. You know, and, and the reason for that is partly because weapons have become rife, sort of these, they're concocting weapons out of... Kind of makeshift. Makeshift weapons out yeah. of them. 228 of those found in the last few months. One of the things this report was most critical of was that the, the level of rehabilitation was tiny. The, the amount of education being delivered was, is pathetic. Right. And many of these children are getting an average of three minutes of education per day. The report said members of staff were demoralised and frightened. Some appeared to have given up. One of the problems is that of the, of the 360 staff, there are 148 what they call operational staff. So they're deployed on the, on yeah. the, you know, to actually look after the boys. Only 65 of those are available for work because the rest have gone sick. And the staff who are there, one of the things the report was critical of was that they're, they're not wearing uniforms properly. They're not, they're not looking after themselves. They're not keeping the place tidy. The chief inspector of prisons was so concerned by what he called the appalling conditions that he wrote to the Justice Secretary, Alex Chalk, demanding urgent improvements at Cookhamwood. But this isn't the first time it's been found to be unsafe. Cookhamwood became a young offender institution in 2008. The next year, a report by the chief inspector of prisons described it as a frightening and unsafe place. She said that bullying was rife boys were so frightened that they hid in their cells all day and that there were uneasy relationships between staff and young people. 
The report made a number of urgent recommendations, but a year later, a follow-up inspection found the prison still had serious failings. Again, recommendations were made. Subsequent annual reports did acknowledge some improvements, but conditions were still falling below standards. Then, in 2015, investigators made an unannounced visit and found that Cook and Wood was inflicting pain and misery on the boys in its care. In the years that followed, inspections revealed that conditions were declining. In 2021, the prison watchdog said levels of violence among young offenders needed to be tackled as a priority. Now it's 2023, and this latest report is the worst one yet. So what can be done to protect the boys at Cook and Wood? Hello, I'm Jeevan Varsaga. I'm climate editor at Tortoise and host of a new podcast called Counter Crisis from the Centre for Disaster Protection, a UK government-funded international organisation which works to change how the world plans and pays for disasters. If you've followed the news, you'll know that more people than ever are in need of humanitarian assistance. War and climate change are affecting millions, but the solutions haven't really kept pace. Finance is key. We saw during the pandemic that the countries that found it easiest to borrow money were the most able to respond and not the countries that were the most affected. Across three episodes covering disasters, the losses caused by climate change and our response to disease outbreaks, I'm going to try and make sense of this. Why are the current ways we respond to crises inadequate and how can we do better? I'll be speaking to experts to rethink the recovery from crisis and find out why pre-arranged finance can help get aid where it's needed. You can listen now. Search for Counter Crisis wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the feed to make sure you don't miss an episode. Well, the problem is Cook and Wood deals with prisoners under the age of 18, and that is the most violent cohort that we deal with throughout the entire prison estate. Mark Fairhurst is the national chair of the Prison Officers Association. This is him speaking to Channel 4 News just after the latest report was published in July. What do you expect us to do with someone who every time we open a door wants to attack staff or wants to attack other prisoners because they're from a different gang? And that's why on Thursday when I meet with the Secretary of State for Justice, Alex Chalk, I will be reiterating my call for him to issue parva incapacitant spray to all prison officers who deal with juvenile prisoners because we have zero protection whatsoever at this moment in time. Kerry Thomas thinks there might be another solution. I think the question for it really is, 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 it's been so bad for so long, do you just have to close it? Mm. Because in the end, some places I think get so sick, so culturally sick, um, um, that the only answer is to shut them down. I wonder if we've reached that point with this place. The Ministry of Justice said the report was, quote, deeply concerning and that it was taking decisive action. But there have been problems at Cook and Wood for years. And that's what I mean about it being stupid. I mean, mm. It's cruel, obviously. Yeah. But, but the stupidity of doing this with thousands upon thousands of young men over these years, who and many of whom would now be either in adult prisons or out in the community or wherever, and expecting that some good is going to come of this. You know, we're just setting ourselves up for these, not just cost, but violence in the future and damage and trauma. Thank you for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. To hear more about the conditions inside Cook and Wood and why the problems there deserve more attention, you can listen to The News Meeting, the podcast where three journalists each pitch the story they think matters most and at the end, Tortoise editor James Harding decides which one should lead the news. 
To listen, just click on the link in this episode's description or search the news meeting wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of The Sensemaker was written and mixed by Rebecca Moore. Hello, I'm Jeevan Varsaga. I'm climate editor at Tortoise and host of a new podcast called Counter Crisis from the Centre for Disaster Protection, a UK government-funded international organisation which works to change how the world plans and pays for disasters. If you've followed the news, you'll know that more people than ever are in need of humanitarian assistance. War and climate change are affecting millions, but the solutions haven't really kept pace. Finance is key. We saw during the pandemic that the countries that found it easiest to borrow money were the most able to respond and not the countries that were the most affected. Across three episodes covering disasters, the losses caused by climate change and our response to disease outbreaks, I'm going to try and make sense of this. Why are the current ways we respond to crises inadequate and how can we do better? I'll be speaking to experts to rethink the recovery from crisis and find out why pre-arranged finance can help get aid where it's needed. You can listen now. Search for Counter Crisis wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the feed to make sure you don't miss an episode. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 